Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Good morning, Miss Pierce. How are you doing? Good. Have you been outside this morning? No, my hair's not. <laughs> well, I was going to say it's a little fluffier. I thought maybe the wind fluffed it up this morning. <laughs> Chicago wind. Yeah, the Chicago wind. It does look a little fluffier than it did yesterday. Did it? See, I'm noticing got, your hair know, nowadays. Right. Did you? I know. You gave me such a hard time about it. I'm making sure I notice your hair. I know. I noticed you got it cut. That I noticed it was a little fluffier this morning. Well, See? that's because it's got more dirt in it. Oh, is I that what it is? Because I had time to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dirty. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, it's great to be here at the A&A meeting, and we had a, a great welcome reception last night. Mr. Pierce did a great job. Oh, my gosh. He's quite the DJ. He is he quite the is. DJ. He yeah, he dresses the, the part. I know. He looked like a thug. I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, who is that that guy? Wait a minute. He's trying Uh, to be cool. Yeah. yeah. He was being hip with the students. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got the lingo down and everything. He does. Well, we have another great guest, and we've heard from her, Miss Jenny Anderson. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. We're great to have you on the show. And you want to introduce the topic, or would you like me to? Oh, you. Well, no. I'm going to do this. I, I and, thought and you would enjoy doing yeah, this one. Well, let me tell you the genesis of us getting Jenny on this podcast. I did not know Jenny before mid-year assembly this year. Oh, really? Yes. I thought you knew everybody. Well, I thought I did too. <laughs> but Jenny evidently was hiding under a rock or, try, or trying to stay away from It was from comfortable me. there under the rock. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best Sometimes place to be. Sometimes it was nice to hide a little bit. <laughs> But she came out <laughs> at, at mid-year. And, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of members who come up to the microphone and speak their truth, I guess. Uh, CRNAs kind of speak their truth on social media or other other places. But as a board former board member, having a member speak their truth was important and and you did do that and I traveled as fast to the microphone to (laughs) grab her ask her her name and say we need to get you on the podcast but I'll let Jenny talk a little bit about herself but she we wanted this perspective of a CRNA who's a Joe Q 
CRNA. Everyday CRNA. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Jenny, where you practice, and just take it away. Well, I took kind of a crooked road to CRNA. I was a flight nurse in Alaska for years. Oh. I love my job. Wow. Um, and kind of just that adventurous, crazy spirit of jumping out of helicopters and doing rescue EMS and um, loved it. And, um, you know, unfortunately for me, I developed an illness where it was not going to make that job work anymore. Hmm. And there's a lot of people that want to do flight nurse, very competitive. So if they smell any weakness, you're Uh, out, you know, so I was like, I better make a plan B. Yeah. (laughs) And so um, most CRNAs that I knew were former flight nurses. So I knew it was kind of a natural progression of a Mm -hmm. lot of us. And so um, I applied to schools and then went to school and I got accepted to a school in Southern Florida. So I went from Alaska to Southern Florida. So I was <laughs> sweating. It the sounds first like my year. last week. We just got back from Alaska. Yeah. So it was like my buddy you have was to texting me. when you come back. Yeah. Oh my God. It was 52 degrees. He texts me. He says, I'm at the beach and the heat index is 109 today. And I'm like, oh You're my like, God. Not no. only the four hour time difference, staying light all day long. Yes. And night. Um, now the heat. Yep. So when we came back, it, it literally, I got back last Friday. It's taken me a week just to acclimate. Yes. Now I'm in Chicago, so I've lost another hour. And so I'm all, you don't I'm know all screwed what up. You I don't, don't know, know where, where I'm at or what That's I'm doing. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was my path. And so I ended up in, in a graduate school in Wolford College in Southern Florida. And um, so they had a CRNA day and they offered it to some of the students and I had a very proactive, uh, Jose Castillo was mm-hmm. my professor and he was very proactive and he's like, come with me. I said, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll go, you know? <laughs> and one thing that I did find attractive about CRNA too, when I lived in Alaska is they had a very small group, but they were very united. Yeah, I was very tight. impressed with that because in nursing, there can be a lot of eat your young and um, a lot of distance between people. People don't want to fight together. Well, I'd rather just take it, you know, if there's changes mm-hmm. that they don't like. And I was never that personality. It didn't fit for me. So I really was attracted to the CRNAs for being like that. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do this advocacy thing. I've really seen it go well in Alaska. So we went, and one of our visits was a representative that was a physician He was very anti-CRNA usually. We knew it was going to be a negative visit. So Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of like, okay, well, we got to go do it. So he took us in there and, you know, we're chit-chatting and you can tell the conversation's very light and he's not really buying what we're selling. Mm -hmm. And um, behind him, I noticed a photo. There was a photo of this young kid dressed like he was a hip-hop superstar. And behind him was a plane and it was the physician there in a flight suit and it was in Russia. And I knew exactly where it was because I had been there to medevac American workers from that very airport. And so I said, you know, is that Warren from Mogadishu? Like, you know, and he was like, you know that kid? I was like, yeah, that's the interpreter. He was the only one that spoke English in the entire village. So every time an American plane came, they sent this kid who was like 15 year old and he dressed like Eminem. Like it was the funniest (laughs) thing. You get there and you see all the Russian military and then you see this kid looking like he's about to step on stage for a hip-hop concert. And I was like, hi. And he's like, hey, I'm Warren. Welcome to Russia. And that's pro- he probably learned English well, this, from hip-hop. Yes, exactly. Now, this surgeon had been, like, he had done some volunteer medevac stuff. And so, um, anyway, we just started. And all of a sudden, the conversation completely changed. All of a sudden, there was a common connection. So here I was, this kid that had just, like, I had done – all this medevac stuff in Alaska and who knew that I was going to find this picture behind him. And then it changed. And then he was more supportive of what we had to say. And that did it for me. I was like, this is great. 
I'm going to keep going to these meetings because we can find it in with these people. We can make a difference. We can connect with somebody that we walked in thinking it was just going to be a no-go. So that was the spark for me as a student. So I said, you know, I don't really have ambitions to be on the board, but I'm going to keep going to the meetings. Hmm. And that was kind of the thread that got me to be involved. But I never really wanted to be a board member or I just wanted to go and do the time and try to work for my profession and just consider myself just kind of one of the everyday CRNAs. Not there because I was, you know, Had trying ambition. to be, Yeah, ambition <laughs> to yeah. do a yeah. position. I was there because I, I thought it was Ooh, important. I like that. Yes. Ambition to do a position. Yeah, <laughs> to do a position. <laughs> Racy like topics. That. Yeah. But anyhow, and so I guess that's how, that's how I got the spark. So I had made it a purpose to always go, especially to the D.C. conference. I really like the political mm, aspect yeah. of stuff. I saw where it made a difference in the legislation and getting us involved and I also now um, you know over a decade later I now work with a group where we independent and we work in Midland Texas Um, and all of the guys in my group are you know they've been past presidents of our Texas organization Mm -hmm. and things and you know they all are still very active they vote they listen they may not get to all the meetings they kind of like that I want to go so they kind of send me (laughs) as the person But, you know, they're active and they're listening and they're watching. But again, none of them really want to run. But we don't often take a seat at the table and speak up when we're coming from that angle where, you know, we're not involved in positions in the national organization, but we do have a voice and we need to recognize that that's important and things that you're doing do affect us. This is interesting because Sharon and I had this talk a long time ago and I said, you know, a lot of CRNAs are apathetic and Sharon corrected me and she says, no, if they pay their dues, they're doing their part. You can't call that apathetic. And I said, well, I understand that part. But, you know, there's CRNAs who were like, Sharon and her group and they want to be super active and be involved and be at everything and then there's CRNAs that just say I don't want any part of this Mm -hmm. I don't want any part of this this is a turn off I don't like the politics I don't like the posturing I don't like that there's not a lot of people it sounds like you're kind of in the middle yeah engaged but not wanting to be the face of the organization I guess is some way to put it so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how do we bring that group who says, I don't want anything to do with this. a a sends out a, a, an email, delete. How do you change that from, mm, that's and, and that's the million dollar, dollar question. question. I know. Yes, it is. I, I know it is, but I mean, it, it sounds like in a way that's where you came from. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering How what was that, that impetus to do that? I mean, that one connection that I had with this guy, this one legislator in Florida that you know, that was really the spark for me saying, this is important. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just an everyday person, but I can come in here and find a connection with this adversary. Like that's amazing. And then move our profession forward with negotiations with him. So that was it for me. Now, not everybody's going to have that experience. Who's going to have medevac to Russia and see this picture. I mean, that was like crazy (laughs) banana stuff. I mean, my professor still, that was meant to be. Jose still (laughs) uses that story with all this. Yeah. It was just crazy. But, um, and I think for my group, you know, there's about 20 of us in my group and uh, my partners and, you know, they kind of feel like, well, we're going to send you, but you come back and report to us. So mm-hmm. I think I like it's that. okay too, to have one person, especially if you're doing independent practice or you're working in kind of a tight staffing situation, you can't get several people. We pay our own money with my group. Like, you know, no one's, we don't get any kind of education fund because we're independent practitioners contracting with the hospital. So we don't get an education fund. We have to pay our own way. So, mm. you know, a lot of them are like, uh, you're okay to go do that, right? <laughs> so we kind of, 
just kind of rotate. Some will go to meetings and stuff, but they'd rather send me and then report back. So I think it's okay to have one person that kind of does that and then comes back to your, and that's something we should be focusing on because I'm trying to bring that back to my group and tell them what happened at the meetings and what my opinions were. And they'll still vote how they want, but they'll listen to what I have to say. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. So what made you get up at that microphone? I've never, you know, I've never missed a meeting. Yes. And I've never seen you at the microphone You know, I probably spent a decade going to meetings and listening and watching everything. You're kind of a little bit of a voyeur just sitting there and like watching the whole show, you know, get some popcorn and let it go. Um, But I think for me, it just, what they were saying, I just didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to affect my practice and... You know, it's not all about money. Um, It has to do with reimbursement and other things and the direction of the organization. But it just, I sat there and listened and I was like, no, I need to get up and say something. I didn't have anything prepared. Actually, I was a little hungover from the night before we had the big pack (laughs) event. So I was like, oh boy, it's not a time to speak, but I'm going to do it. And, you know, I just thought, why am I not talking? Why does it have to be the same people, you know, that have already kind of excelled in the organization? And usually I think a lot of times you sit there as kind of the everyday CRNA thinking, I don't know what I can contribute. I don't really know everything that's going on. I don't know all the ins and outs, but it just compelled me to get up and say something because Mm -hmm. I didn't like the ideas that they were talking about. I thought it was going to affect us negatively. And I felt like somebody just needed to say it. And, you know, honestly, I have a little, I mean, I'm kind of known to speak my mind, you know, personally, Um, you know, and my partners will be like, Jenny, please don't say any bad words when you're giving this (laughs) book. But, you know, I mean, I thought, why aren't we just saying it like it is? Why, you know, sure, you can be diplomatic, but also, why don't you just speak your truth? Just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, like, I don't like what you're doing. I don't think this is smart. I don't really trust what you're doing because of X, Y, and Z. You know, so I just went up and did it. But it took me 10 years to really get up and do that. Wow. I mean, it's interesting because, you you know, you made a point. I mean, most CRNAs are type A, let Mm -hmm. me say my mind and peace. But, you know, in this organization, it it usually is kind of the same people doing the thing over and over again. Don't don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have more intimate knowledge. Right. They can speak to a subject without having any notes in front of them. You know, and then you always, I mean, all of us are overachievers in this profession, but when you get to that microphone and it's all of your colleagues, you know, it is a little intimidating and you're thinking, am I going to say something goofy? Yeah. You know, am I going to speak? And I mean, I went up there and, you know, I didn't know the dates. I was like, it was (laughs) COVID was just like 
two years of blur. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, was that meeting before we stopped the COVID? And then this happened. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any dates. They're probably like, what? I was hoping people could follow me. But yeah. yeah. Well, I think the moral of the story here is that every CRNA should be speaking about things that bother them mm-hmm. If in this organization. Instead of telling your colleague at the hospital, oh, did you see what happened? Blah, blah, blah. That's not going to solve anything. It's Mm-mm. not going to get your point out there. And what you nope. did is great because you said it in front of your peers who are making the changes. Right. And, you know, if you say it in the hospital room to someone else, nothing's going to get fixed that way. No. Um, Communication is not a negative. Right. And I think often in our society, people want to be polite and they're worried about uh, offending really? anyone. Where are you at? I know. Not here with this group. <laughs> but, you know, I think they, they have a fear of saying the wrong thing to people. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you just need to actually say the thing. Yeah, you're right. Well, the thing that I noticed when you got up to the microphone is, and you may not have appreciated that because you're at the microphone and you can't hear all the people around. Mm -hmm. But where I was sitting across the room, there was murmuring because you were saying the things that people were thinking. Right. And nobody would get up to the microphone. And I was waiting. I was waiting for someone else to be the person, believe me. You know, and I was like, nobody's saying, well, okay, I'm going. You know, the one thing that was thrown out there about a lot of the changes that a certain group of people are trying to make within our organization was fear. You're just fearful. You don't want to do this change because you're scared. But I sat there and I thought to myself, I've never been fearful day in my life. I was the kid that grew up in Virginia and then all of a sudden decided to go to Alaska and be a flight nurse and jump Mm. in it. I mean, I'm not fearful. Right. You know, I have a young child that's diabetic. Like I take care of him and his disease management with fierceness. Like, why am I sitting here? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of ways in my life that I proved I'm brave. So why am I sitting in this chair mm-hmm. afraid to just speak it? Wow. So that was, you know, it just motivated me to get up there and say, okay, this is the deal. So I don't know. I don't think the board likes it very much. But. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> having been a board member you do need to hear these things right. because sometimes you are in your bubble. You are insulated. Exactly. Yeah. Even though I, you know, of course I'd like to think that I wasn't in a bubble because I always tried to make sure I was amongst all CRNAs, not right. just my bubble with my board members. Yeah. Um, I was always in the meeting halls. First one there, last one to leave always open. I'd like to think that's in my mind what I was doing. Now y'all might say something else (laughs) (laughs) and I might've been in my bubble the whole time. No, I remember when I was a student, you were so nice and so easy to approach. You approached all of us. Um, You talked to everyone and you had real conversation. It wasn't fluffy. You know, um, that was another thing. That's because I don't know the big words. It wasn't fluffy because the words weren't there, Jenny. Okay. I still can't read my degree from Yale. Somebody said it just, it's in Latin and it says, you so stupid. You pay $120,000 for this piece of paper you can't read. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I mean, this brings up another point and having in-person meetings makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. And I think also people... You know, it sounds like we're talking about being fierce at the microphone to some degree. But honestly, I think when people in person, they're more humanized. They, When you're sitting behind a keyboard, and this was one of my criticisms for some of them, is don't bully people on the internet. You need to calm it down a little bit. Because the people like me that may not know all the details, so they're kind of afraid to speak up on certain issues that they think are not the direction we need to go. Right. You know, the first time they 
get brave enough to put that on there, you attack them like a bunch of vultures. Yes, you're right. How about you don't mm. have to be super soft, you know, and kind of sk- skirt around the bush, but you need to be kind to people. And the kindness and, you know, just this intense bullying can happen so much online. And when it's coming from our board members, it makes the person like me say, well, I'm not going to comment again. Right. I'm not getting involved right. in this. These people will attack me yeah, if I, I say something this. that's different in opinion. Yeah, and it's very true. I mean, I've never been to a meeting, even in, in the meetings that I go to, where someone got up and disagreed and they attacked that person all at one time. Yeah, no. But you're right. On the internet, you know, and Facebook and wherever, you see this happening. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I'll give you an example, and, and this is not attacking in any way, but, you know, I sit on the foundation board. And for me, everybody's a CRNA but me. So there's a lot of times when I'm sitting there on a Zoom or they use Teams, but um, Teams that, you know, I'm thinking these people are smarter than I am. They yeah. know more than I do about this subject. Should I speak up? I should shut up. <laughs> but I notice when we have our in-person meetings, I don't really care. You know, if I say something stupid, they laugh. I laugh a little bit, and I'm yeah, cool with that. and it's good. But I do, it makes you hmm. feel different about speaking up when it's through the video. You're like, eh, it's just a video. Yes, I'm not going to worry about face, it. Yeah. I don't think people are so, and this is kind of a cultural thing with our society anyway with the internet and everything, but... People face-to-face are just, there's more, the human aspect is lost on the internet. I guess I'm trying to say. Exactly right. The human interaction, um, positive and negative, you know, is just more real and a little kinder when you're face-to-face. People are less likely to be a bully to you when they're looking at you. And I, you know, I, we lose a lot of that, but we have to kind of deal with it. And through COVID, I mean, it's just been kind of the nature of the beast. Nobody's been able to get together until recently. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. All right, so let's go back to this thing about trust. And we just had the business meeting yesterday. Yes, yeah, funny, that theme came up a lot. And it, <laughs> you know, as... As a Joe Q, I guess a Jane Q, (laughs) a Jane Q CRNA, what can a board of directors do to help build this trust? I mean, this is this is a huge thing. I don't remember this being an issue whenever I was a baby CRNA. I really don't. Well, Discord has been sown, and Mm -hmm. we all know that. And once you get Discord sown into any organization, that's when you start to get more distrust because one group is saying one thing another group saying another thing and your average person is sitting there going crap these people are smart i mean i see what they're saying out there i mean these are our board of directors and they're they're pretty smart and i don't know what to believe you know and that's that's where you get that discord and that disconnect and i think that's what it is sharon i mean i sit back as a third party and watch this and, and watch the different factions and that's kind of my synopsis of the situation. And that's one of the reasons that CRNAs don't trust the board anymore because they're trusting in something else or someone else. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I think things that have to be done is, you know, that people talk about transparency. Now, I understand I there's... I hate that word. I know. It's just, it's hard to dissect because I think as a board, you know, if you've ever served on a board, there's certain things that you have to kind of keep discreet. And especially we, in our profession. Yes, we have a very we have active... CRNAs who... Yes. Husbands, boyfriends, blah, yep. blah, or anesthesiologists. Yes, I exactly. Mean, yeah. And so, I mean, I think most of us get that point. Um, but when there's major things that happen um, and a direction that a small group is touting that a lot of us don't agree with, you know, the background thought is, is there an agenda here mm-hmm. that they're really not divulging? I wish people would just say this. is. I mean, it kind of like if I come back to the name, well, the, they want to say rebranding of, of our national name, but initially it started as the name change. Um, you know, and I feel like there was a small fraction that wanted to change our name. But one of the problems I had is that being from Texas, we work off uh, 30 years ago, Senator Cornyn now was our um, attorney general. And uh, it was actually guys in my group. I have to give a shout out to John Barry and Billy Haggerty, the two of my oh, partners. Oh, Billy Haggerty. Good old Billy Haggerty is <gasps> one of my partners. Oh, my God. I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> Tell him I said hello. Hey, Billy, if you're listening, Sharon says hi. Oh. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, those two guys were instrumental at the time working with Ira Gunn, a powerhouse mm-hmm. yeah. Ira Gunn. Um, they were able to get uh, then attorney uh, Cornyn to make this letter that basically said we need the help and CRNAs can practice independently in our rural areas of Texas. That's how we have the independence we work in mm. today. That's I benefit off the shoulders of those guys yeah. um, who happen to be our partners now, which is crazy. Um, I got some stories about our gun for later. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, but anyhow, um, so because of that, I feel like when, when they this select group of people really pushed to have the name change. And I think their intention was name change. I don't think it was just rebranding. Then it became rebranding when they realized they couldn't get the name change. That's my personal opinion. Um, From being in person at the meetings, and they were sitting behind me two rows, actually. So I got a little (laughs) treat about what they were saying. Yeah, Um, And that's one of the great things about personal meetings, right? If you come to the meetings, you get that interaction with each other. You meet people. Networking isn't just for a job. Networking, too, is to kind of know what these conversations are, see where these directions are going. And that's another important part that I think a lot of CRNAs that don't come to these meetings, they miss out on desperately. And we kind of Mm -hmm. missed that during Corona, of course, but nobody could do anything about it. Um, But anyway, in Texas, this is how we function. Well, the ASA in Texas was very upset when they went to change the name. And Mm -hmm. so it caused a major bit of trouble for us. They went to the new attorney general and said, well, we want you to challenge this letter. We don't think, you know, so we almost mm. lost how we practice independently. And I feel like they didn't know that this group that was pushing that. That's because there was never a 50 state, a 50 state analysis. No, there. no one had analyzed. Never. Nope. And um, one of them had wow. told me, I asked them about that personally. And they're like, well, we just didn't have the time or the resources to do that. I said, well, then maybe it wasn't the time. Like, you should have done that. Right. Do your due diligence. That's what we always say in our profession for yeah. doing anesthesia. Do your due diligence before you, because you cause a lot of problems. And we had just fought a big AA battle. We had just, like, exhausted a lot of our war chest in Texas. Mm-hmm. We weren't ready for this. If they were going to overturn that, oh, my gosh, it would affect everybody. And then you're affecting my ability to take care of my son and to make my money because there probably would have been a pay cut if I lost my independence. So it was personally affecting me. Yeah. And I thought, you have to – I don't have a problem with discussing the name change, but do your homework. Don't just come in here with your agenda that you think we got to modernize and move forward right away. Research it first. 
then get a plan in action for everybody and then go forward. Yeah. So how yep. do I keep going back to this trust thing because how does the association rebuild this trust with the average CRNA? I mean, I don't I don't know that answer. Yeah, I think the the discourse of the conversation, especially online, because a lot of my partners that don't come to the meetings, and I can just speak for my group, you know, um, they read what goes on online. Mm-hmm. So foyer, yes, and um, and they don't interact because of what I mentioned before, because they're going to get bullied or told that if they don't agree, no. Um, but they kind of see this, and they feel like. A lot of them have expressed to me that they're concerned about how the agenda is just never stated. It's kind of implied, but they don't really say where they want the direction to go often. I don't feel like they really talk about the details of things. I mean, you know, if they explain that more, I'm not talking about a letter from the president every other week. Like, that's good communication. I think it helped a little bit. I know a lot of people delete them. I actually read them. Um, but I feel like what happens with the board, there needs to be more openness, but we have to figure out a way to communicate that without just relying on these Facebook groups. And I say Facebook mainly because that's the main forum that a lot of us use to keep in touch. Well, let me ask you something. I'm sorry, Jeremy. To me, it's almost the same premise that I use whenever I am lobbying a legislator. I always tell a legislator, this is what the other side's going to say to you. And this is the reason why I disagree with that. Yes, exactly. So what if plain language, right? speak the truth, Exactly. tell them what you're thinking, what your plan is to some degree. Like we said, I think there's a lot of things they can't, but you know, the other thing is like the, the sale of our building. I mean, I was questioning like, where's all the money and how much should we, for the longest time, they never really told us what they made on it. And so I think a lot of people have that question and you're not going to have trust, especially with that much money, unless you just divulge, this is what we did. This is why I think in the business meeting, there was some explanation to that. Well, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking of what people want nowadays, which is one of the reasons why podcasts have become so, uh, such a great medium, um, is people want a bottom line. What if they said, here are the things that we've done for you in a one sheeter or two sheeter, instead of sending out. 10 million different things this is what we've done for you this year this month this summer exactly whatever and here's what our plans are moving forward well boom, i boom, do boom. think that dina did that in yeah, her she president's did. so i heard that this time which yes. i thought was great this is why these are the reasons why we thought it was good i was like perfect i think she did that's a what great we need job with yep. that. Well, i agree more of that point, I agree. more of that pointed. that yeah. would help with the trust yeah. because if i had okay. more plain language just everybody knows how to budget. I don't know any CRNA that doesn't have their own household budget. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, well, okay, I maybe not. No, I, like, I promise I would disagree. you I will disagree with that. <laughs> well, let me take that back. Most functional people. I don't, I don't even know that. Uh, seriously, it's not even that. Uh, it, it is indicative of how much money you make. And I've told people this before. The more money you make, the less you budget and the less and you the, want to budget. And that is and across the, the board. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's, you know, I digress. The whole, well, the whole uh, subject we were talking about, me and a small group of other people the other day was, why don't they bring home economics back to high school? Because oh, a lot yeah. of people well, need it. Yeah, Learn how to budget, make an egg. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, no, that's that's exactly right. Well, you know, I think we've discussed a lot of a lot of positive things, and 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 I really don't th- see you as a Jane Q either, Jenny. I, <laughs> I think you're you're much more than that. Not anymore. As, I'm as out, well. front you're out in now. front of the rock. Been yeah. exposed. <laughs> but no, this is good because I think these are the issues that the association struggles with daily. 
of trying to figure out how to engage their population. And then the more that's out there, and that's one reason that Facebook has taken off because you get little bitty bites, little bitty, you know, and if you notice there are CRNA groups for everything, hunting, everything, aesthetics, and you know, anything you want to find a CRNA group, travel, they're out there Mm -hmm. because they want those planning. Financial planning. Yeah. So they want these little snippets of information, right? Whether they're true or not, that's up to them. If you read that on there, I mean, that's why this is such a big issue these days with social media. It doesn't matter, but it sows discord in You're what right, the Karen. other side is saying. And it doesn't matter. They're CRNAs. They're smart people. I mean, you know, I mean, I know all those people. And every one of them are extremely bright and smart. And yep. some are more articulate than others. But, you know, I mean, but they, they make great points. And when you make great points and you do it in such a way that's pointed um, and it's quick, and your average CRNA reads that for a second and goes, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yep. Now, the ANA says something that is completely different. That's where it is, in, in my mind. I so. mean, more engagement will help us in a lot of ways, I think. I really hope that more CRNAs like me listen to this and realize that, you know, I need to listen. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you get with those social media groups, if you activate a certain number, because we have horrible voter turnout. I mean, it's a problem in our country too, but we have horrible numbers. And, you know, if you know that I just need 3,500 people to vote this way, you know, you can be very strategic, strategic about it. And I think a lot of that happened. And a lot of us watched that, that we're kind of working every day and doing our thing. And we didn't like that. Right. Because we saw the manipulation in some ways of that, that number to get to that number and I, a lot of us felt like it didn't represent all of us. Right. right. So and that's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Well, Jenny, as we wrap up here, anything you want to conclude on, maybe get across to our audience and um, just, I would just really encourage the average work in CRNA that may not have aspirations to maybe be a board member or lead a committee that you still matter, that you have huge value in this organization. And if you don't take a seat at the table and say something, your organization will do what it wants to do based on those people in control. If you don't agree with them, speak up. Don't be afraid to walk up to that microphone. I did it hungover. And look, I didn't die, everybody. You can do it. Um, you know, and my group's going to kill me for saying that. Don't say that. Don't say bad words, Jenny. That was my only instruction. Um, sorry, guys. Um, but essentially, that's valuable input. I think the board needs to hear it. Yeah, if you are surrounded by people that just agree with you, then what do you learn? How do you grow? How do you know what the pulses of the people out there working? You don't. You're and right. all these issues, reimbursement, the direction of our organization, where our money goes, that is important to you. And if you don't see the value in that, you really need to come to this meeting and realize what it's like to talk to people in person that may have different opinions than you, but talk with them. Yep. You know, it's not just networking for a job. I can't say that enough. It's networking to get. And when I have a problem, I have people now that I've met that I can't, let me just give a shout out to Gary Bridges, actually, one of our former presidents. One of my partners developed stage four colon cancer, very young, two small children. It was devastating for all of us. I immediately remembered Gary works at the best cancer center, MD Anderson in Houston, Texas. Hmm. I text him right away. And I was like, Gary, I don't know if you remember me. I'm sure we were drinking at the bar at one meeting, (laughs) but Gary, please, I need your help. He was so wonderful. Mm. He took great care of him. He personally did his anesthesia for a very long liver resection. I mean, we were all so indebted to Gary Mm. and I didn't know Gary before this, before this, but I came to meetings. I met Gary. I had that connection, 
you know, and I didn't even have his phone number. I just put a shout out on Facebook. Who knows, Gary, what's his number? I need help. <laughs> I had 50 CRNAs get mm-hmm. back to me. You just wow. text them. So, wow. I mean, if, if nothing else, I can tell you the network between each other, we take care of ourselves. That's yeah. one good thing about CRNAs. We take care of our own. And he took care of our own. And now he's almost cancer free. He's got one more CAT scan and awesome. he's going to be back to work after a year off. So That's we're amazing. very proud. That's right very now. good. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Sharon, absolutely. I think it's a wrap. I think so. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to help it grow, Sharon, how can they help our show grow? Well, the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. As we all know, there's <laughs> enough negativity in this world. <laughs> absolutely. You know, we're in the top 50 medical podcast in the country on our way to number number one when we're already number one in the CRNA community. So we want to stay there. Absolutely. And be number one overall. Absolutely. And we can't do that without our listeners. I know. And they put us here. Absolutely. Please let us stay here because we love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time. It's a wrap. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com or call him at 504-394-6557. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. 
You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.